Minds and Bites podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tides and Bites podcast. Tides and Ice cream Christmas. Ice cream Christmas. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Triple Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation by the power of the flower dress. It's Danielle Radford. And of course, today is like the one day I'm wearing a dress with no flowers on I it. like this dress, though. Thank you. It's, it's like a patterned tie. There's like a little tie-dye-ish uh, yeah. part of it. I love it. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bohemian thing. It's beautiful. Thank you. I feel like you teach art at my high school. I <laughs> wish someone would pay me to teach the art of talking about wrestling for some money. That's right. That's the best kind of money. (laughs) (laughs) That voice you just heard was the Tea Time Terror, Lindsay Cal. Yes. I actually really like that. That is a good (laughs) one. That's pretty great. (laughs) My name's Lindsay. I love tea. (laughs) And you go full Donnie. Right. I'm going to go full Donnie on a cup (laughs) of tea. Yeah. Smash it. And we also have a special guest, one of the hosts of How to Wrestling, Kevin Mayhem Mann. Welcome to Tights and Fights, Kevin. It's great to have you here. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I, I thought I was like, oh, here we go. Another mispronunciation of my surname. But it was just a very apt middle name. That's brilliant. I'm going to change it to Mayhem from now on. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on your uh, your show. I have uh, been in a fight and I'm wearing tights, so I feel I'm aptly prepared for today. You, yeah, that, you checked all the boxes to be a guest on this show. That you are yeah, I, the perfect guest. I, I like to think so, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a full-blown fight. I, I just put my hands on my hips and had to give someone a bit of a look earlier. But sure. I, in, yeah. my, in my world, that's a fight. Like, I'm British. That counts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So before we get going and talk about all the stuff we have on the docket this week, I want to hear more about your wrestling fandom and how that eventually turned into your podcast, How to Wrestling, which everyone should subscribe to. That is the number two, not the word two. Look it up. Uh, well, I was a wrestling fan, oh God, going back to like 1998, which used to mean like, you know, I was young, but now it means I'm getting old, which is a shocking thing about time, how it's been, just keeps going these past few years, it's really not slowed down. But uh, yeah, I've been a fan of wrestling my whole life. I started podcasting about wrestling back in 2014 when I started the Attitude Era podcast. And then I met my lovely partner, Joe Graham, uh, later on that year, and uh Oh, it was 2015 we decided to start How To Wrestling because uh, Joe had just kind of gotten into watching wrestling alongside me and it was kind of one of those things that was inevitable, I think. I don't think I could hide my wrestling fandom as I had from all previous relationships. <laughs> and uh, we came to realise quite quickly, goodness, this wrestling thing that I love so much was rather inaccessible, uh, particularly if you were someone who hadn't grown up with like 90s male culture and whatnot. So I thought that it was a good idea and Joe thought it was an excellent idea that we should uh, maybe have a podcast where we try to explain some of the big characters and the big themes and the big kind of tropes of wrestling and try and make it like a little bit more understandable because 
I think as I've come to learn from uh, from watching wrestling with with Joe, who's a much newer fan than I, there's so much in wrestling that like they take for granted for you as an audience member, like that they expect you to know, and it really is can be quite challenging. I think, and it was uh, quite alarming for me, like how inaccessible wrestling was. So that's kind of that's the how to wrestling's earnest attempt is to try and make wrestling a little bit less confusing and maybe a little bit more nice for everyone to feel a bit welcome in. I definitely recommend it. It's like um. For some reason, the thing that's going through my head is like trolley stops, like places where you can get on, get on sort of the wrestling trolley yeah. and be and be taken along with it. Because otherwise, it'll go past and you go, "I have no idea." Yeah, you're just sort of like trying to jump onto a moving vehicle. But when you provide these sort of looks, you have at least a character that will key you in or storyline. You know, you'll you can watch it with context. Yeah, and watching yeah. wrestling does often feel like being hit by a car. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you would know a car that you don't recognize. You know, it's yeah. uh, very, very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea what kind of what, I couldn't even see the plate. It was covered with hair. <laughs> now, for those of you out there that are like, we're very glad to have Kevin here. What about Joe Graham? Guess what? In two weeks, Joe Graham will be on the show. What? So this is just the beginning Yay. of of the tag team. It's just Julian Rowe tag team. I think it's more of a stable. The I How to Wrestling yeah. Tights and Fights stable. Yep. We, we're collecting like a, pod, a wrestling podcast stable. We've got we've got you and Joe, Colt. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who else? Is that it? WrestleSplania. No. <laughs> WrestleSplania. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Who gets revealed as the higher power at the end of all this? Who's behind the robe? You know, because if we're merging our factions now, there's got to be a higher power. That's true. Uh, I volunteer. <laughs> no, I think uh, we all know that it's Kath from WrestleSplania. Yeah, it probably is. It probably is Kath. Oh, women wrestling friends too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh, so many. Yeah. Amazing uh, wrestling podcasters. Yay. We're very happy to Either know that all of you and have you in to talk. Kate comes in with all of her charts and is like, "Yes, <laughs> I'm taking over." Yes. <laughs> yes, I I ship it. That's not right. Anyway, uh, let's jump in. It is the final uh, week of WWE programming before WrestleMania. We are right on the precipice of Ice Cream Christmas, and what would WWE like to deal with less on their biggest week of the year than this John Oliver piece about how terrible they are to all the people that work for them and put their bodies on the line? Here's a clip. An independent contractor is someone that you might hire for a specific limited task, like a plumber or an accountant. Wrestlers aren't either of those things, apart from this wrestling plumber and this wrestling accountant. But the vast majority are totally different. And as independent contractors, wrestlers are exempt from most discrimination and occupational safety laws. They also don't get paid annual leave, pensions or health insurance. And I would argue that when you look at the Department of Labour and the IRS's specific criteria for independent contractors, it's a complete joke to think that they apply to Vince's wrestlers. Ooh, Vince no likey. (laughs) It's really strange because, like, this is one of those things that I think everyone... It's like an open secret. Like every, it's, I remember you hearing this, and you know, Joe, she heard it as well. And it's, it's something we discussed in like our very, very first episode. And yet, it just seems to be something that we, as wrestling fans, feel completely powerless to do anything about. And I wonder if that could possibly change by this. I don't think it's going to change. I, I agree, it's an open secret. We all talk about it all the time. Whenever I talk to anyone, and they say, "Why do you love it?" and I say, "Blah blah blah," all these reasons, all these reasons. And then one of my reasons, which is so weird, now I've had to like have a look at myself and I say you know and these people are so committed they love it so much that they do this even though they don't get health insurance they put their bodies on the line even though they don't have these things and I just think wow I really bought into this storyline where I'm like if you love it enough you'll do it 
And it's crazy. That's passion. That's what we call passion in wrestling. Yeah, it's not. It's what you call blood, sweat, and tears. Unfair working conditions. (laughs) Is is all elite giving health insurance to their wrestlers? I don't believe that's been stated. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. No, they're not. Um, I guess like their justification for it is that if you go to all elite, you are a true independent contractor, and that you can continue to work other promotions, which I guess is is a way to justify it. But it's yeah, it is what it is. You know, this is part of the problem I had having this conversation with so many people this week who aren't familiar with wrestling, the history of wrestling, the culture of wrestling. These are issues that go back literally decades, if not yeah. 100 yeah. years um, or more. It's a carny business run by carnies. It still is. Yeah. There's no justification. It's not acceptable in any way, shape or form. But we as fans feel so powerless in it because everywhere you look, 95% of promoters are scumbags. So it puts you in a really difficult position. And they're basing their business models on WWE, though. That's the thing. Yeah, That's, exactly. It's the unquestioned yeah. business model that yep. they've always done. And I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, Impact doesn't, you know, give health insurance, and lots of places don't, even places that do let you be a bit of an independent contractor. But, like, I think the people who are taking umbrage with that, like, it's not as if, you know, the way you solve a problem is you go after the smallest dog in the yard right. and make no. an example exactly. out of them. Right. And then the big dogs all fall in line. It doesn't work like that with dogs or wrestling companies <laughs> <laughs> no you're you're 100 right but yeah. we're also in a weird place as fans like if i if i watch a ladder match yeah. i'm not sitting there going boy i hope they're i hope they have health insurance no i am no. i'm watching and i'm watching going through it then you are you are a better than i am no it's not that i'm a better fan i just like every time they do something i'm like oh my god that really hurt yeah. i hope they can go to the doctor well, i definitely see them getting hurt but i i don't think about it in terms of boy this company that is putting them on television and and really, I mean, definitely like Edge and Christian and the Hardys yep. in, yeah. the, in that early mm. 2000s, they were just like, we we need another ladder match. And it's and now it's not even pay TV anymore. It's just yeah. on Raw. Well, I think Let's one of put the them out there big and, issues and here it. as well is it's not just the immediate thing because we, as fans, you do see them immediately being treated. You hear about them being rushed to their doctor in Birmingham, their right. doctor. They have, you know, a very visible rehab schedule. They have all this stuff. They have the best surgeons. They have the best doctors. But it's not just taking care of an injury that happens there and then is it this is the bigger yeah. problem it's it's the long term it's yeah. long term yes. effects it's health care for your family it's taking care of your health after you leave the business and that's again another one where I, I came into a real great area with myself and with my friends They're like what about all these guys who are now in their 50s 60s I'm like well yes it was wrong and they should be taken care of now but also that was a different time things were done differently we didn't have the knowledge that we have now of what impact these injuries have and what impact painkillers could potentially have there's no justifying it but things were different now it just needs to be overhauled and changed and corrected and i'm you know it's yeah. great that we do have mainstream media now because that's the only way us being you know podcasters and people who are already in the the wrestling blogger space and yeah. all that stuff no one listens to us and oftentimes rightfully so but <laughs> in this case having such a huge platform to be able to talk about it this i mean this is how change starts and if other places decide that they want to start cutting back on their wrestling coverage or if they decide that they want to cover this aspect of the wrestling story that's when we're we're going to start to see change. Yeah. And and it's not going to be until the media steps in. I'm still recovering from the idea that nobody's listening to me. Let's let's uh, move <laughs> on. Get into some actual wrestling. On the final raw before this Sunday, Stephanie McMahon finally provided some clarification on what to expect with both brands women's titles in the main event match. It's a winner take all. 
guess what? So was so was the uh, so was Vengeance two thousand one <laughs> when when my hero, who doesn't know who I am but will someday, Chris Jericho oh, unified friend? the WCW oh, my friend, WWF. My friend Chris Jericho. Uh huh. Oh, my friend Chris? Yeah. What well, a, I can call by his first name. Does he know there's a friends? podcast called Tights of Fights? He does. He does. Mm. He's aware. <laughs> we'll see. Does your friend uh, Christian, I, I think yeah. you call him yeah. Jay. I mentioned it to him multiple times he and then he asked it, me right? the name yeah. and I said, yeah, Tights and Fights. Yeah, that one. And then yeah. we texted each other because uh, we're friends. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I saw Terry Funk at an airport once. <laughs> what? Trumped. Boom. Trumped. Oh, none, of you, none of you bring your B-list celebs to a celeb off. Yeah, uh, Kevin, I have a question for you. Yeah. As, as an Irishman, mm. is there any way for you to maintain objectivity in this match? Or were you, I mean, we're all on the Becky train, right? Are choo, you on the choo, Becky choo, train? Choo, 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 choo. How long have you been I, following her career? Did you follow her before she came to the U.S.? I mean... Oh, well, I mean, funnily, uh, way, way, way back in the day, in a, in a previous life, I played the role of a, for, for a, a friend's band called Fight Like Apes, who are doing shows in Dublin. They needed a uh, bad guy heel mouthpiece, and uh, they, they hired me to do it, and I got to do it with a bunch of wrestlers, two of which were trading with Becky at the time. And it's really weird to think, like, you know, Finn Balor was also trading with those people around that time mm-hmm. as well. It was way, way back in the day. And just to think now that all these kind of names who I saw on posters and chip shops in Dublin going to school are now headlining WrestleMania. And Becky Lynch, like, you know, she was, I think, the only woman in her class when she trained. You know, it was very much trading at a time when it wasn't, there was no Irish scene. There was no OTT. There was no focus on Irish wrestling. And the fact that she has managed to come as far, it's amazing. I mean, like, I honestly, like, I've not followed her career as closely because there was always a part of me that was worried that she would never be able, they'd never understand Becky on the big stage and mm-hmm. you know she had to do an Irish dancing gimmick in NXT at yeah. the start I was like yeah, yeah. typical typical yeah now that's what they're doing to the Irish like I was the kid <laughs> who never wanted to be a wrestler because one day I was like I'm going to be a wrestler Oh no, they'll make me be a leprechaun. Oh, yeah. And they will. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Or at and least yeah. river dance. Come on. Yeah. Can you get that I mean, Michael uh, Flatley gimmick going? Yeah, I'll get them Michael Flatley paychecks. I'll be very, very happy. Like. <laughs> Even give me the Michael Flatley torso and you can keep the paychecks. I'll be yeah. happy with that. Like. His book was uh, amazing. Look, anyway. that dude's got a strong core to be able to do He does. He does. But the thing that happens in Ireland is that like Irish people uh, don't tend to be as nationalistic and as very Irish as when either a team or someone from Ireland does very, very well. Mm-hmm. And then we all rip off our uh, clothes and reveal our tricolor flag unitards <laughs> to the point which... I was Googling Irish today to, to, to brush up on my Osquelga. Uh, just so you guys know, your, your show is called Richoga August Troitna uh, in Irish, just Fuck in case yeah, you want to use that one. So, uh, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. try and repeat that. <laughs> you know, I got it. I think I said it. I probably called Beautiful. Are you not you part did the Irish? I mean, you're from Philadelphia. You're I'm, American. I'm of all places. I assumed you were part I'm a Irish. man without a nation. <laughs> That's Except the am. one of conversation. That's right. What? That's my nation. I'm, Sweet. I am the man of the nation of conversation. I think the highlight, just when you think this thing can't build anymore, <laughs> they're like, hey, what if we oh, handcuffed man. all three of them, had two of them fight and kick out of a window of a car, and then a, th- then a third one come and knee Ronda Rousey while her head is sticking out. 
I'm sorry. I loved it. I, I loved it. It was so good. Oh, I loved it. loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Have you seen I mean, the video of someone set of the said knee kicking in the face uh, to Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's the greatest video of all time. And also the tweet that someone posted of uh, reminding Rhonda when she said she wasn't going to stand and take fake police photos because wrestling's so dumb and then immediately showed the picture of her holding her fake police photo. I was like, life comes oh in fast, God, Rhonda. <laughs> it's pretty That's great. That's so great. And so, yeah, and so it looks like it's going to be, it's not going to, which I was super terrified of, it's not going to be a unification, unification, so it's going to be... For now. For now. Yeah. For now. Yeah. I just It'll, turned into Dolores Umbridge. Yeah. And, and I, I, we've talked about this because it's the same thing with the tag titles. I love that the women's tag titles are kind of floating titles. I think that makes them, mm. I think it makes it really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that having a, a champ who can fight in on both shows, especially someone so over, could be really cool and interesting. I think that that works when you have someone who is going to be there. Like it's not, yeah. you know, it's not one of those situations where it's a champ who's not going to be around and yeah. that's why they're not on the show. We yeah. know that should mm. be on both shows. Yeah. This whole WrestleMania card feels like to me it was thrown together very last minute. They were like, who we got? And they've just got the those magnetic names from Moneyball. <laughs> they're like, all right, this guy, this guy, this guy, and these two and those two and then these eight. And yet, I feel like they're low key are going to be a lot of really good matches. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's so strange. Like, because yeah. you know, you've got people like Kevin Owens sitting out and like not seemingly doing anything. You know, John Cena's not advertised. Undertaker's not advertised. And yet it feels very much like WrestleMania still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. We can we can have a WrestleMania without Taker. Because he's like, look, he'd be in the building if I think if, if he felt like it. <laughs> he's going to be yeah. in. The he's going to be around, yeah. right? He's just not going to be in the building. He's going to be signing things. Um, yeah, well, And that's always the fun thing about WrestleMania is figuring out how they're doing it. But I do love how much passion everyone is, especially online. People are really starting to get, and I knew it was going to take Becky to do it because she has been a master of it her whole career, of showing that you can really get yourself over with a good Twitter presence. Yeah. And so yeah. watching people say like, yo, don't tell me I'm just wrestling on access. This is my WrestleMania. I am going to kick ass out there and I'm going to do it for the audience and I'm going to do it for the kids and I'm not taking anything for granted. This is my moment too. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Shout out to sweet, sweet baby Luke Harper. Switch out, yeah. out to sweet, sweet baby Luke Harper. <laughs> baby Luke. Uh, I love him. Of course, if you're going to be in New York this weekend, there's going to be a ton of other shows happening throughout the weekend. Lindsay, you're going to be there on the spot. I am. Uh, what do you look forward to seeing? What Are are there any other highlights there? I know you're going to be on, on uh, Radio Row or doing your I press am. stuff. I am aggressively going to be on a WWE press agenda. So that's a schedule, which is going to be very hard um, to see anything else. Friday morning, I'm going to do interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with some of the WWE talent. You are correct. Still not sure if I, which one I'm doing. There's two different ones. They haven't <laughs> decided. So I can't prepare any questions. Oh, it's so you great don't know fun. Who, who might you? So prepare? I actually have it. Uh, I have, if I'm on, if this is so dumb. Uh, I'm still officially international. Yes. Which is nice. I'm sure. international. Uh, so sure. I get to do the international um, up, uh, junkets. You're like a house so of So you get mm. international. I wish. Yeah, right. I, I look like a house of pancakes. Hey-o. No, hey-o. Hey-o. Um, I get to do the international wrestlers. I don't get to do them. Great. That would be a different day. That's a better um, podcast. Be, That's a hell of a day. With all of his different personalities <laughs> from when he had the European title. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> come no, in um, current options. So if I end up on one junket, I'll get uh, Seamus and Cesaro, Billy and Peyton, 
uh, Matt Hardy, Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush, uh, The Revival, Roderick Strong, Casey Catanzaro, and Alexa Bliss. Mm. That could be one. Mm. Uh, And then if they end up sending me to the other one, it's Kurt Angle, Buddy Murphy, Finn Balor, Oscar, which is interesting because they always have Oscar at these things and they never let her talk to anyone and she just stands awkwardly looking very nice in a suit. Uh, It's just very weird. Mm. Um, I kind of talk. I know. Uh, Jeff Hardy, Akira Tozawa, Nikki Cross, Naomi, Lindsay Dorado, Ali, (coughs) Lacey Evans, (coughs) and Daniel Vito, a former New Zealand international rugby league player. Okay. Why? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm going to pass on that one. But basically, I don't know which one I'm going to get because they can't make a decision. Because here's a question: Junket one anybody. sounds good. Yeah. yeah. The, you want Junket one? But Junket two has got bad. Finn Balor, and I like Balor. touching him. You know that. Sure, of course. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we need good... an updated photo so I can keep updating my photo album at home. Like we're married. <laughs> it's like here we are in Texas, just hanging out. Yeah, this is the time we went to Florida together. This it, is when we were in New York. I think it would be helpful to have some general questions you can ask. I do anybody. have some general questions. Here's one. Like, what animal would you be? Right. Here, here's another one. Would you, would you bench him? And then <laughs> like, get Julian's, like, for example, hey, Julian. <laughs> what do you bench? Uh, dance I'll say it. a reasonable number, 175. That's a lot. Bullshit. That's 375. <laughs> Take that to the bank. Go. <laughs> You know our producer can bench 375. How yeah. you doing? What, how, I look forward to you? sitting down with Seamus and Cesaro again. Now they're motherfuckers. They're going to go, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure you think you're strong. I'd like to talk to you about our producer. And then show a picture. <laughs> show a picture of Julian. It's like he wanted you to see this. <laughs> so you can see. Look him in Open the eyes. challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Look him in yeah. his eyes. Julian, him. FaceTime him. His <laughs> fist just comes out through the phone. Yeah. Were you, like, you think you like Spider-Man? Look at this motherfucker. <laughs> He's going to He loves Spider-Man. He's he is Miles Morales. He's going to cut all of this. <laughs> Don't you dare cut this. I swear. Look at him in the eye. Don't you dare cut this. I swear. All three of us can take down one of your... I'd be like, we're trying to get the gauntlet off of Thanos. <laughs> anyway. What's he feeling? He's yeah. irritated. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing that. Um, and then I'll also be at TakeOver and Hall of Fame and Mania and Raw and SmackDown. So if you're there, wow. come say hi. Amazing. Um, I would love to see everyone. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I really want to see Supercard of Honor, but I guess I'm just going to have to watch it on New Japan World afterwards, mm. which is very sad because I am being made to go to Hall of Fame. Well, if you're if you're there and you are a listener to this podcast, is there an email they can send a report to, like where Meltzer can get some people who are there? I know we it's have just your email, listeners like, who are going. Please tell us whether or not you thought the match was good in parentheses, please. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> please send an email to ibench375 at maximumfun.org. <laughs> That's it, not set up by the end of this recording. Yeah. I'm going to kill someone. Seriously, Julian, is there an email? Uh, they could just email me. Just send it to julian at maximumfund.org. Listen, just email julian at maximumfund.org. Give us your reports from the live events you attend WrestleMania weekend. And who knows? It might appear on this very show. Oh, I like that. We don't know how much time we'll have, but we do want to hear from you either way. We will read them. Anyway, but don't bother if you yeah. can't bench more than 250 because it'll be a waste of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to bench. We don't want to hear from you. Yeah. You heard it. The stable demands that you can carry your weight, literally. <laughs> if you've got any thoughts on everything we've discussed so far, let us know about them at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter and Instagram or just show up at a gym. Julian may be there. When we come back, we'll take a look at the career of one of the 11 year veterans of WWE. That's up next on Tights and Fights. 
Hey everybody, this is J. Keith Van Stratton, host of Go Fact Yourself, a live game show here in the Maximum Fun Network. Make sure to listen to our next episode of Go Fact Yourself with guest Kurt Brownowler. I did a show in Flagstaff, Arizona, where the venue just didn't list that the show existed. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and I, and it is the smallest crowd that I've ever done a full hour of stand-up for. It was three people. Oh, wow. my God. And Sarah Schaefer. Yes, I love crafting. It's my hobby. I have a craft nook in my home. You do? I do. It has all my supplies displayed in an adorable manner. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, uh, yes, applause. Applause for a nook. That's Go Fact Yourself here at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Daniel Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. And... Kevin Mahan. Yes! Every so Hi. often... Yes, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. hello. Every, every so often we like to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. I'm pretty sure he'll be at uh, WrestleMania week. <laughs> we, got, we still got some heat with him. Yeah, Chikara's having Uh-oh. a show, so that'll be fun. Kofi Kingston. Kofi Sorry. Kingston. Clap, 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 clap. An 11-year veteran, 15-time champion, and the man who has a date with the WWE title at WrestleMania. In honor of his match with Daniel Bryan, we wanted to take a look at the twists and turns of his career leading up to this Sunday. Before we get into it, does anybody recall their first exposure to Kofi Kingston? My first exposure to him was telling me about Tout. It was those those get the WWE Network commercials, and then me yeah. like and and obviously seeing him in the ring, and me turning to my roommates and being like, I think that guy can actually talk, and then being like, Kofi fucking Kingston, ew. Aww. Whoa! <laughs> That's aggressive. Uh, my my roommates were very aggressive. <laughs> Jesus! Wow, Lindsay. Um, I mean, obviously, I remember him being in the ring and watching his matches. But the first thing I really remember when he became someone I cared about was his interview with Colt when he did Art of Wrestling. Mm. Um, and I just remember completely falling in love with him over that interview. I, he was so honest and excited and passionate about what he does. And I think he was someone I'd, I'd overlooked in the way that the company was overlooking him. Um, and suddenly I was just like all zoomed in on him after listening to that interview. It's so, he just comes across as just the most decent human. Uh, and I remember talking about playing video games with Punk on his bus oh. and like freaking oh. out that Punk had a bus. And he was like, he lets me ride on him, man. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, and then he got bumped off at AJ. But that's not the point. Um, he just is <laughs> such a nice guy who seems to love what he does and loves his family. And that just really brought him to my attention. And then after that, obviously, just like the New Day madness kicked in not long after that. So, yeah, that was how he came around for me. Kevin, what about you? Uh, I remember being one of the uh, two dozen people who watched ECW on sci-fi on yes. a weekly basis back in 2008. And uh, eagerly anticipating the debut of the Jamaican sensation Kofi <laughs> Yep. who had a rocky start, let's just say. He was... Uh, he was saddled with an awful gimmick. He had an announcer who kept saying Jamaican me crazy. Yeah. And he was, he felt a little awkward in his role. I felt, I remember feeling bad for him at the time that he'd been given this really 
horrible gimmick. But yeah, like you mentioned, the the art of wrestling podcast with Colt that completely opened my eyes to him. I I, I know. I mean, I figured he was like you know. He was a, a nice guy and all that jazz, but man, he just was so passionate, so humble. And yeah, the word you said there, excited, that's exactly what, what Kofi always seemed. And I, I remember thinking at the time, going, God, he's still excited despite the fact he's had to spend six years wrestling The Miz and Dolph Ziggler in the Phantom <laughs> Zone. You know? I, 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 and, and you know what? I was amazed. I was like, you know what? Well, fair, fair fucks to him. If he's, if he's still excited, great. And then, yeah, the New Day stuff happened and... There's always a part of me that like always wanted what's happened to Kofi's career to happen, but I honestly I thought it never would. So Kofi's just someone who's had all these moments over the years that have a cumulative effect that have made me a massive fan of his without even kind of realizing it until the yeah. emotional weight of the last mm-hmm. month has kind of unfolded. It was like, God, you know, I'm getting goosebumps just even talking about it. And that's always the best in wrestling when a character like that you know, maybe underwhelms in the first yeah. instance, but tells a story over that career and yeah. gets you hooked in. Absolutely. He's absolutely. a secretary who just took his glasses off and it turns out he's beautiful. Yes, he's the Rachel Lee <laughs> Cook of wrestling. Um, he, as you mentioned... He is all that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kofi Kofi debuted in 2008 as part of the ECW revival and leading up to it, these were the promos that aired. Oh, no. No! This is Jamaica. <laughs> this, this is my home. It's not, though. Irie. It's not your home, Kofi. My name goodness. is Kofi Kingston. <laughs> Each and every day, we run up and down this beach. Dipping, running up and down in the beach, Jay. Me drink Malibu. I've been enjoying this paradise. How is it possible that Brad fucking Pitt's accent in Meet Joe Black is better <laughs> than Kofi's accent in this. Dis- everything, everything going to be airy. Distick oh off the Kingston, me remember. Uh, yeah, I remember the the super Jamaican uh, Kofi, and I always remember him being a guy like, oh yeah, he's got the Intercontinental title back when it wasn't maybe as prestigious, which is no no knock on him, but mm-hmm. just it was. Yeah, titles come and go. Yeah, yeah. it was it's it was uh, highs and lows, but always like really exciting to watch. Solid worker, just seemed like a guy like a lunch pail guy. Yeah, he was a lunch pail mm. guy, uh, and yeah. really exciting to watch. And he had this great music. Oh no, there's more. Okay, this is kind of dope. <laughs> this kind of slaps. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are, we're laughing at it, but we're all dancing. We're all dancing. <laughs> Kevin's oh, this dancing. Is banging. This is absolutely banging. Hey, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to the Rasta Bus. We're here for Christmas bachelorette party. Don't forget, everyone, put on your dreadlock wings. <laughs> Go ahead and smoke that blunt. It's just oregano. We're going to have a great time, Irie. <laughs> I read, man. I remember one of his early uh, vignettes when he was doing the Jamaican uh, gimmick, mm-hmm. and there was a guy who was buried up to his neck in sand, and Kofi was stood beside him, you know, shirtless, looking like a dreamboat. Yeah. And then this bully walked over, kicked sand in the guy's face, and then Kofi went, "Sometimes there's a little trouble in paradise." And that was it. So I was like, yeah. "Do something, Kofi. Do something." Yeah, man. Don't just sit there and let somebody. Yeah, but he's probably hey. baked, right? Like yeah. that's all part of the gimmick. Well, well, what happened was, I think, like that, because I had to watch a bunch of these in preparation for. This segment, but um, what how that concluded was he 
uh, it, it shows a bunch of off-screen punches. You just hear the punches going, and everybody's like, like very impressed by their Jamaican superhero. And the next shot is the bully buried up to his neck in sand, and then the yes! guy who is being bullied comes over and kicks sand in his face. And Aww. then Kofi goes, sometimes trouble in paradise. And then that's oh. the end of it. Oh, Jamaican John Atlas. <laughs> I feel whole having been told that, Julian. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Who has time to dig that hole? I was, car- I, was, I was carrying doubt in my heart for Kofi. Thinking, well, I know he's going to give it his all against Daniel, but if someone's neck first in sand, I don't know if I want Kofi Kingston to be the man to save me. Yeah. Now he is. Is it a buried, partially alive match? Because if so... <laughs> I don't you know want to see Daniel is. Bryan up to his neck going, yeah, get me out of here. That would be great. But it would, be have to, it would have right to be end. in compost. It would have to be in compost that <laughs> yeah. he made himself. Uh, yeah. Just yes. a bunch of leaves. Yeah. Just a ton yeah. of leaves. I pooped this out. Yeah, and, and now we'll wear it. diapers. Yeah. And just, like, it would be amazing. Well, no, because her diapers are all cloth. That's too well. Yeah, it's the compostable liners. Yeah, of poor, course. Poor Brie. Uh, <laughs> eventually, he ditched the Jamaican accent, but he kept the music. As we mentioned, Kofi is a multiple-time champion in WWE, mostly as a tag star, but also as a single star, four-time IC champion, three-time US champion. So if if he wins the title on Sunday, he'll become when? a Grand Slam. When? Wow. He'll be a Grand Slam. When he wins. Let's, uh, you know, I have to believe, Hal. Yes. I'm going there. I want to believe, too. I'm Honestly, giving them a week of my life. Uh, the closest he's come prior to a WWE title was an Elimination Chamber match where he was attacked prior to its start uh, during his feud with Randy Orton. Uh, that came to a halt when Kofi was supposed to be getting into position for Randy's punt, but wasn't where he needed to be, which led to this moment. Feeling it. Goes for the RKO. Connects. Kofi Kingston jaw and face planted in the center of the ring. Orton is going to steal one. The Viper slithering his way. I remember watching that and legitimately thinking he was going to be fired because I remember someone messed up a suplex on Randy and he did the whole stupid thing afterwards and then they were gone. That was Mr. Kennedy. So I was like, yeah, Kofi's probably going to get fired now for this. Well, Kennedy Kennedy had other problems, right? Didn't he have other? Yeah, amongst many other problems. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, thankfully, he did not get fired after that. Uh, He did become known for his Royal Rumble saves. That sort of became his calling card every year. Uh, but his character really didn't have any direction until 2014, uh, when mm-hmm. after losing a tag match with his uh, new partner, Biggie Langston, Xavier Woods comes from out of nowhere and cut a promo that for me, this is my shot heard around the world in mm-hmm. WWE, truly. I, this was, I was so excited by this. Everybody listen. I need you to pay attention to what I'm about to say. This is exactly what I have been talking about. You cannot move ahead by shaking hands, kissing babies, singing and dancing like a puppet. You cannot move ahead by always doing what you're told. Give me that Malcolm X energy. it is our time (laughs) to find purpose. Because we do not ask any longer. Now, we take. And take they did, a long break from being on television for <laughs> WWE uh, as they fine-tuned their chemistry as a trio uh, and did exactly what Xavier said they would never do, which is come back singing and clapping. Just like puppets. shaking hands, just like just a bunch like of puppets. puppets. 
this was not the start of the New Day. The New Day would not premiere until, I believe, the beginning of 2015. Yeah, they were off for uh, a while. It was like November. November 2014? November 2014. Yeah, so they were gone for several months until they came back. Um, I remember during that time, Xavier Woods naming the different uh, variations of mm. uh, who was tagging with whom. Oh, yeah. He had like mm-hmm. Battle of Salt and stuff like that. They seemed yep. like they were Transformer team-ups. It was great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the power positivity would come to WWE, and it sounded a little something like this. <laughs> oh, this is the version of the song without that extra stank oh, on it. We We don't worry about pressure. We embrace pressure. We welcome pressure because no pressure... No diamonds! And we're about to shine brighter than any diamond that you have ever seen! <laughs> it's all about the new day, people! It's all about the new day! Let me hear you say it! Say, new day! New day! New day! New day! I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I can still see the gospel choir. In the oh background. my yeah. god! I can see Vince McMahon dancing with a headset on aggressively in my mind's eye at the moment, and I don't yeah. like it. And saying the N-word backstage. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that to too. Did you uh, listen to them? Kofi on the Edge and Christian show? I have not heard it's Kofi. Excellent. He talks extensively about this and about their feelings towards this direction. Oh. Versus um, how it ended up and how they did speak to Vince, and Vince did not believe them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they they wound up doing it. They turned heel and uh, changed the trajectory of all of their careers. And they've managed I remember, to... Yeah, I remember that moment. Sorry. So specifically, yeah. it was an amazing moment where they're fighting and they're doing all their clapping and stuff. And they'd started kind of slowly getting there where at one point Kofi says something like, we have to clap and be happy or the darkness comes back. Mm-hmm. Everybody clap. <laughs> and there's this moment where they do something where like someone just pulls a heel move and like it works. It was Kofi. Yeah, it was yeah. Kofi. And the looks on their faces of like, oh, yeah. it, but it was like, it was a beautiful revelation. It wasn't one of those where, you know, sometimes people will turn heel and all of a sudden they get mean face and like, yeah. we're mean. Yeah, this was like, yeah, yeah. Oh shit, we can do this? Yeah, yeah he talks and about when? it. It's so great. He talks about it. Basically, Vince would not allow them to turn heel. He thought that they should just keep going with it, keep going with it. And they were seeing the negative reaction every time they went out. So, because they weren't allowed to turn heel, the way they manipulated it basically was just to go even harder on being so aggressively positive so that it just made people hate them so much. So that it went from being people like, oh, I hate these guys. So people be like, oh my God, I hate them so much that they ended up getting heat. And Vince then had to confront the fact that they have a ton of heat. It's just not where I thought it was going to be. And that's when they were allowed to make the change, which is so smart. They managed to do it for themselves. They managed to change Vince's mind. That interview, I think it was Xavier who said, if we don't clap, we snap. That was, that was, and I think right after that was the match where they cheated. Yeah, it's great. Like you got the sense that they finally were going to address that people were booing them. And then they became the longest reigning tag champs in WWE history. They're what, five time? Five time. Yeah, five times. Five Five time time tag champs, cereals, ice creams, pancakes. They also talk about coming out in the cereal box in the interview where they had... They had presented an idea to Triple H where they would come out in a Trojan horse, but it would be a Trojan unicorn. And then its <laughs> belly would open and they would all ride out on little scooters down to the ring. Uh, and then Triple H was like, yeah, we were thinking cereal box. 
<laughs> that was it. The whole, they spent 20 minutes of this presentation of what they wanted. Hilarious. <laughs> Bless them. Hilarious. They're so beloved now. It's so like weird to think like how effective they were as heels, though, because I remember they just like they really rile people up. Like they very rare does like someone manage to so successfully go from being like good guy we don't like that much to like bad guy with all the fire and heat in the world because people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really wanted to see Xavier Woods particularly get like put through tables or yep. get you yes. know, stop him playing the yep. trombone and they're so beloved <laughs> now it's so funny to think that was only like three years ago and the way that that, that turn happened was again for, for starters as I think as fans especially we love when heels go full on into their heelness and because yeah. they seem to be enjoying it so much yep. but it really started connecting when they just started doing like memes and like black Twitter stuff which I I know it was just because they thought it was funny, but I want to say the moment when I think the change happened for most people was when I don't remember who they were doing a backstage interview with, but they did that meme where someone like gets a, a basketball hoop and like a little mini basketball and they like dunked over his head. Yeah. I believe it was Kofi and then <laughs> Xavier and and Biggie put Kofi up on their shoulders. And I think that's the moment when everyone went, Oh, we fucking love, love these dudes. Yeah. yeah. I'll never forget their sit-down interview with Michael Cole where they just played cymbals for five minutes and he increasingly got a headache. Or that weird, like, 20-minute interview with JoJo where they just keep going, Josephine! And they keep telling, like, they keep telling Brandy to go away. Just, we want Josephine! And that's the one where Biggie stares in the camera and he's like, I'm your uncle and I'm your daddy. <laughs> they add so much to anything they do. Like, yeah. anyone's YouTube channel, they popped up on Demandy's Donuts and they were great. Kofi would not eat his donut. He would sniffed his donut. He licked his donut. He did not eat his donut. It, they, they, whenever Biggie is on Total Divas, it's amazing. Oh, it's so, such a delight. It's just, they're just so great together. <laughs> yes, well, absolutely. Instead of yeah. building a title opportunity around tension, group tension, this story has been about this group coming together yes. and loving one another and a guy mm-hmm. getting what he deserves and has earned after 11 years in the company. He's now on the cusp of his first singles match for the WWE Championship, the contract has been signed, and we are ready. We're ready for this. Yeah, I bought my crystals. I've been saging all around my TV <laughs> just to make sure. That, sorry, Kevin, this is very LA, but I've just been like <laughs> like taking all my incense, oh. like putting salt in the Mercury's circle. Mercury's out of retrograde now. I feel good about it. And this. we're out of the they, shadow, they too. Signed, so. They signed that contract out of Mercury retrograde, so I oh. felt okay about it. Although, sure. Danielle, I have to ask your um, legal opinion on this contract that appeared to show them signing a contract for a match on March 10th. Yeah, they can if they both agree and they just have someone slash through okay. it and then rewrite the date and then they just they both just have amend. to yeah they yeah you can you can do it that way where you slash through the date write the new date and then have um, both initial. parties initial next to it okay well if the match is as good as the contract law this is going to be one hell of a match <laughs> well yeah. and to be fair look a lot of time with those contracts you're just cutting and pasting off of a form so whenever their last contract negotiation was supposed to be for a match happening on March 10th yep. whatever the paralegal just forgot to swap that date. Out. Let's be I hope it to wasn't our friend Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, you need to have words with the people over at Darren, make Inc. a call, please. Yeah, get this figured out. If you've got any thoughts on Kofi Kingston and the road to WrestleMania, reach out to us at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, we've got some things from the wrestling world that we want to share with you. Yay. You're listening to Tights and Fights. Hey, it's Janet Varney of the JV Club Podcast, and I am so excited to be joining Maximum Fun. If you're not yet familiar with the JV Club, it's a podcast with me and some of my favorite women, and in the summer, men, as we explore the highs and lows of our terrible teenage years into what I like to call our adult lessons. 
For example, you can hear about Alison Bree's humiliating moment at a gymnastics competition. You can hear about Jesse Thorne's incredibly salty language in English class. Or let Busy Phillips tell you how she met Sharon Stone at an Arizona toy fair, somehow. You can join me and all my once awkward friends every Thursday by subscribing to the JV Club at MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelly And... Kevin Mann. This week, we are going to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. <laughs> Kevin, guests go first here. What would you like to put over? Uh, I'd like to put over Big E's tweet that he sent out the other day, and rarely do tweets resonate with me quite like this, where he said, I like to think of SmackDown as the mouthwash you need after the turd raw is left in your mouth. Uh, I, I, I just want to say for a few reasons. Number one, great analogy there, you know. Uh, number two, also, responsible analogy. If you happen to ever find a turd in your mouth, mouthwash, antiseptic, is the way to go. So Truth. that's Take perfect notes, humor Philly. there from Big E. Yeah. Hal knows oh, all so jealous. about that. So jealous. <laughs> So Do they jealous. have mouthwash in Philadelphia, Hal? I've yeah. never been. It's a it's legitimate pee. question. <laughs> <clears throat> Is it also from the horse whose poop you ate? No comment. Okay. <laughs> Danielle? I am putting over. So there was at Tim DLTN on Twitter put together a gorgeous, gorgeous, tricked people I knew into thinking it was WWE gorgeous um, tribute to Kofi, wherein he took the old um, Daniel Bryan monster package and he made it for Kofi. And it is one of the best things I've seen, like literal tears. But I mean, that's not hard for me. Y'all have met me. Um, (laughs) But like crying and watching it. And I, you know, I sent it to friends and they were like, I think it's too similar. He should get his own thing. And I was like, oh, no, this was just made by a fan. This wasn't made by WWE. And they were like, oh, shit. This is really good. Um, So go to his Twitter or their Twitter and uh, make sure you check it out. 11 years ago, I was just a kid with a dream. Kofi Kingston, uh, first Jamaican superstar here in WWE. Looks like there's trouble in paradise. (laughs) If you were worthy of being in a championship match, it would have happened a long time ago. Have you ever headlined WrestleMania? You will always just be a B player. Ever since I could remember everything inside of me just wanted to fit in. We'll come back and we'll definitely see Find a link to that on our page at MaximumFun.org so you can enjoy it 
That song was stuck in my head for a full year. Right behind Welcome to yeah. My House. That's probably the yeah. one that gets stuck uh, in my head. Oh, now they're both oh, back. Oh, don't. You said it. Now it's in my head. I never sing. Is that what you're putting um, over? Yes, I'm putting over Flo Rida's My House. Um, no, I'm going to put over uh, We Love Our Sweet, Sweet, Pure Wrestle Babies. So I want to put over um, a video that was on .com, www.com this week of Rhea Ripley seeing snow for the first time uh, ever. Uh, because she's a giant, she also is a monster, but she'd never seen snow, and she sees snow, and it's adorable. She is uh, touring a t-shirt factory with a bunch of the NXT girls, and with uh, it's Reina Gonzalez is um, filming, mm. and they may, may make her do a snow angel, which she very reluctantly agrees to. But do go and check it out because if you don't love her already, and you should, you will double love her. She's she's amazing. It's snowing. Is this your first time seeing snow? Yes, real snow. Oh, oh my, my god, I've only seen the fake stuff. Oh my god. over a match what and it's from raw the turd what uh there was a really fun Wash your match. i know I'm gonna, piss. yeah let me get some horse i mean whatever piss. we don't know that it's from the same horse uh <laughs> the tag match between uh, ricochet and alistair black and the revival was a really really fun and good match and you should go watch it if you like wrestling i particularly liked the uh the tornado ddt off mm. of the barrier. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, my God. But also, no, thank you. So good. So <laughs> I don't good. have health insurance, Hal. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, I hate wrestling. It's terrible. That does it for Tyson Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. What would you like to put out there for our listeners? Where should they go? Uh, what should they follow? Tell them. Well, they should head over to howtowrestling.com where you can find all the episodes of our podcast. And if you're listening to this and you think there's a loved one or a friend or somebody in your life you'd like to try and introduce the world of wrestling to or even some aspects of it, you can find all sorts of guides and episodes chronicling all sorts of characters and moments in the history of wrestling. And I also suggest that you check out in two weeks' time when Joe Graham's going to be on this because uh, I think she's pretty awesome and she'll do a very fabulous job and you guys are going to have a great time. Yay. I'm Yay. so legit crazy awesome. excited. I cannot wait. Do either of you have anything you would like to promote or like people to be aware of? Um, no. I don't think I'm good. I want to say that uh, if you're a listener of Maximum Fun and you're a fan of the McElroys, we're smack dab in the middle of Mackle Month on We Got This, the other Max Fun podcast I host. Uh, we've had Clint and Justin and Sydney. Uh, Travis is on this week. And next week, finally... Griffin McElroy uh, will be joining us. And then the two weeks after that will be Lindsay Kelk. What? That's Followed me. by Daniel Radford. That's, that's Wait, you. So that it'll all be out there. Uh, enjoy. Listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal uh, in addition to this show. Our producer. Lindsay, did you want to talk about a book? Oh, no, do you have Hal, a book? Hal doesn't want me. Uh, no, I said it. You said, I thought you said, no, not really. No. 
didn't say anything. You didn't? Well, what do you do no, you want to tell fine. everybody about books? No, I have, everybody I have books. No, I have books. What I was going to say is that I've just remind everyone I'm going to be at Mania this week. Yes. So if you see me, like, do come over and say hello. Because the weirdest thing is when people don't come over and say hello and they look at you and you know they're looking at you, but you don't know why they're looking at you and you're like, is my underwear sticking out? Yeah, because they badly tweet wrong. you later, And then they you. tweet you and say, I yeah, saw you. I and saw I you. say, I know you did. And I apologize. But they're like, what, what, what? Why are you looking at me? So yeah, because like, you, you, you have to remember that, like, we're not famous. Um, so yeah, we're not used weird. to people staring at us. It could yeah. be because you recognize us from something. It could be because we have a booger. Yeah, and I just hear my grandmother being like, why are they staring at you? What did you do wrong? What's wrong? What's happening? What's happening right now? And I'm like, please don't. So come say hi. Please, 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 please. And yeah. if I recognize you, I'm going to come say hi to you. So be prepared for that. And even if you don't say hi, just go buy all Lindsay's books as a way of saying That'd hello. That would be grand. Yeah. That would be great. Do that. Buy all of the ones that are out there in circulation <laughs> yes. that have not yet been bought. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, and then and then um, you can, is it pre-order? Or it is, is pre-order. It, you can pre-order. I Heart Hawaii. Yeah. I Heart pre-orders. Coming I soon. love pre-orders. I Heart Amazon.com right now. I love affiliate links. That's right. <laughs> Our producer is the pun with the power, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. We are putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter and Instagram. If you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Share us with all your friends. Thank you so much. The Max Fun Drive is over. We hit our network-wide goal. And to all mm-hmm. the people who specifically came on board as new or upgrading members that support Tights and Fights, we thank you. Uh, that monthly contribution you are making does indeed help this show continue, helps us grow, uh, helps us get great guests like Kevin. That's right. Oh, you. We'll be back <laughs> next week to talk about WrestleMania on Tights and Fights. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.